So here we go. All right, here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> so I already did an intro, but I might have to do it again. So we're here with my buddy Logan. Hello, hello. And to start this podcast, we're out. We're outside in my my backyard, sitting on the porch. And uh, hopefully this audio is great. Chris, if you're listening, if it sucks, you can tell me and you can come do the audio later. <laughs> uh, but um, I figured that we would start with an icebreaker. Okay. We would do uh, a terrible would you rather. Oh, okay. I like this. Now, would you... I got two of them for you. Okay. Would you rather drown or get buried alive? That is a tough one, and I'll tell you why. The, the three big ways that I fear dying more than anything else go in this order exactly. Drowning, because the thing is you, you pretty much have almost no control if you're drowning because right. you're in the ocean yep. or you're some in some large body of water where maybe you've, the circumstances where you got knocked out, you went in, you're trying to breathe, you're taking in water. I mean, you know. So drowning's like number one. Number two would be burning, um, but at some point I would think that your nerve endings would sear off and then you would just go numb at some point. That just sounds disgusting, though. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a terrible way to, I mean, you think about, like, I always think about that when I'm, like, I think about weird stuff like that when I'm cooking, like, meat or anything. I'm right. like, man, like, okay, so that's flesh, I'm flesh, we're two different types of flesh, but, man, like, that's, it's some creepy stuff. So the third one, the one that scares me a lot, is being eaten by something else. Oh, no. Uh-uh. Like, if I'm dead already, okay, I get it. You know, like, if I'm in the wilderness, I've already died. Bear, do what you need to do. I'm already gone kind of thing, you know. Right. But out of those two, man, honestly, truth be told, I would say if I had to choose between those two, it would be being buried alive because I feel like you have more of a fighting chance than drowning. True. I feel like dependent upon the circumstance, and you could go some crazy way and say like, oh, yeah, you're buried in concrete and everything like that. Then probably you're going to die. You know? I would I would think if you get if you got buried alive, you're you're just going to suffocate or on mm-hmm. or on the carbon dioxide or whatever before yeah. you're gonna you're just gonna pass out and then it's just gonna be it right that's what i think mm. there's actually a movie it's funny that that's one of those uh, icebreakers because there's actually a movie with ryan reynolds that's very very good and i i think it's called trapped i could be wrong i think that. i might have heard of it and he's he's literally <clears throat> someone's just buried him and he's trying to call uh, like he's got like a little bit of battery juice in this uh, cell phone, and he, he 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 keeps getting like maybe two to three bars every now and then, and he can get like quick like forty five second to one minute calls out, but nobody can like triangulate where he's at or anything like that either because they don't understand what he's saying. Right. It's a really good movie. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but it's worth watching. The next one is this one's really terrible. Oh boy. If you were married, would you rather have someone else sleep with your spouse or have a hundred or have your spouse sleep with a hundred dudes knowing that it would save your wife and your kids' lives? Okay, so I just want to be sure I understand the situation. And I would rather I would rather uh, drown. Yeah. By the way. So okay, so you'd rather drown on the first one, yeah. See, I'd uh, it's just 
I love the ocean, but water just scares the shit out of me, too. Um, large open water, I should say. Man, I'm just trying to think on that. So, okay, I want to be sure I understand this, so let me roll back on that question. So basically, either I've got to sleep with someone else to save my kids and my wife, or she's got to sleep with 100 dudes. Yeah. Okay, so... I guess really for me, I mean, I know this isn't part of the question, but it's going to be dependent upon who I have to sleep with. But I mean, I'm going to go with that one because I feel like, I feel like, again, with that question, you can go down a crazy path of like, what's the time period that your wife has to sleep with said hundred dudes? Like, is it a week? One day. No. Like one day. Like, (laughs) I mean, one, the, the, the strain on the body I mean, that would be like the craziest germ work, gym workout ever. Like, that's so, so gross. Like, I probably should have asked that question. We'll have we'll have better ones. Like it's fine, but yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely gonna go with. I would much rather take one for the team, so sure. to speak. You know. Yeah. I, yeah. I I I don't I don't know because seeing as how I am married and I have a child, right? I don't know what I have to. I think I don't know. You might have to come back with me at the end of the okay. episode. To, for that one. So, uh, what are you drinking right now? I am doing the Pratt Kansas Special. It's a nice Bud Light Chilada, good old red beer, that country boy stuff. <laughs> Bro, we're Christians. We can't drink beer. I'm just kidding. I don't care. Man, we're going to get into that for sure. We got to because that's that's one that I've fought for a while. And I'm not saying with myself. I'm just saying with other individuals in our faith. We'll, we'll get into that topic at some point. Okay. I don't think about this episode, but okay. at some point. So, so I want to talk about a little bit of, I, I got I got three different things, you know, we, we're going to okay. talk about um, swearing, you know, as mm-hmm. Christians, you know, is that actually really bad? Um, counseling, because you and I both are, we're in some counseling for, for vastly different things. We've talked right. about that briefly and transparency as, as Christians. So, right. I guess let's talk about let's talk about uh, transparency. You know, I guess like as Chris, you would you consider yourself a Christian, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I do. I it's weird. I a lot of people, and I don't. I've stopped caring about people's opinions. Truthfully, about in the past few weeks, just with some of the stuff that I've been going through and gross to. I, I've honestly stopped caring about people's opinions. Yeah. Um, but I've been called. Um, you know, on the fence Christian for a long time, but I 100% consider myself Christian. As far as I'm concerned, if you went and you got baptized, you truly believe in your heart and your soul, your mind, everything that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, then you're a Christian. Sure. At the end of the day, you're a Christian. Yeah, I 110% believe that. No, I think that as Christians, we're not, or we're brought up to not necessarily be transparent. We're supposed mm-hmm. to. We're supposed to sweep things under the rug. You know, I could I could go back to, you know, my parents got divorced. They didn't want anybody to know, right. you know, what happened. You know, it's the sweepest, kind of like a hush-hush mm-hmm. kind of thing. And so how, how much transparent, should we be transparent, I think, even, as, even, as, even as people? What do you I, think? Honestly, I think we should to some degree. I think, I don't think there's anything wrong with keeping some personal secrets, you know, in sure. some things. I think have your tribe of people that like you Like some share. things are left better unsaid, right? Exactly. Yeah. And some things are better for 
just like this, uh, you know, if you and I were sitting here even outside of, you know, doing a podcast and we were just chopping it up, if I felt that you were part of my inner circle tribe, you know, I would say, hey, you know, I can sympathize with what's going on here's, you know, and I'd probably drop some, you know, deep stuff on you. But there's nothing wrong in the grand scheme of things as a Christian in having open conversation and not divulging too much of yourself at the same right. time if you don't want to. Um, I, I find it very funny because I completely agree with you in that there is this weird thing where it's, oh, no, you got to you gotta stay hush-hush. You can't, you can't let people know this. You can't da-da-da-da-da. It's almost like there's a – I don't want to say a facade, but it's almost like you have to wear another set of skin around yep. other Christians. And, yeah. it, and that's not really – what we're taught to do well i think i think we are taught to do that just inadvertently we are you know as you know you you, you gotta go to you gotta do this and you gotta do that but you can't ever tell anybody your deep dark secrets because right. i've been listening to the bad christian podcast <clears throat> and they're like they're open and honest about everything and like for example if if someone on the church staff or if the pastor has a we'll say a moral failure which we all know what that means is mm -hmm. you know they strayed outside their marriage for some something maybe right. it would be pornography or they slept with someone else what they'll say is i had a moral failure and please respect my privacy and i'm like fuck your privacy dude yeah exactly like, the more i think the more you can talk about something you're struggling with the more that that thing doesn't own you yeah i i completely agree on that one and something i should preface just for anybody listening to is i it's only been in the past like two years that i've started coming back to the faith and i got baptized for the first time like right. i was never baptized as a child or anything like that um never got baptized when i was in you know grade school where i kind of had cognizant aware of what was going on and that kind of stuff outside of being a you know baby so i uh as a lot of some of this is new but not new if that makes sense yeah um but i completely agree if if you are a married individual in general christian or not and if you can't be transparent with your close loved ones and i'm even saying close loved ones as like i've got several good friends of mine that i consider brothers i refer to them anytime i introduce them i'm like hey this is my brother cody hey sure. this is my brother xavier hey this is my you know so I think if you can't even be transparent, even outside, if you're uh, leaning on the Christian faith or not a Christian even at all, I think that's a big fuck you to the rest of the world. Because yep. especially as if you're if you're a pastor um, or if you're anyone in a uh, church congregation and you're coaching people, well, I don't even want to say coaching, but you're you're helping mold them into being the Christian they are meant to be kind of thing. If you fuck up, you need to be able to admit that you've done so. If you can't even do that to other people, what you're lying to yourself and then what are you going to start holding back on helping that other person? What are you going to start manipulating to use yeah. on that other person? Yeah. Um it's it's a slippery slope. It and is. Do you think there's do you think there's uh some people that would uh share too much? Oh, yes. Oh, or, yes. Or some people that don't share enough. I definitely think there's some people that share way too much. Just as I was saying before, you know, you can, you can be transparent and you don't have to tell all your deepest, darkest things. I think there's too many people that are too, way too honest, way too quick 
and I I'm guilty of that you know and but I figure hey I'd rather get all the all my dirty laundry out now as opposed to you know a week but five, I respect half, that you know what I'm saying no and I know what you're saying but I respect that to some degree but I I guess that's a little different than what I mean I mean like if you're sitting there and we've met for the first five minutes you know what I mean you're you're kind of oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I There's some people that are like in the first five minutes. I used to be doing like eight balls, and I was sniffing, you know, coke off of titties and all sorts of stuff. And I'm like, whoa, okay, I get it, you know, but you're telling me a lot of deep stuff, way too quick. I'm just being honest with you. So, and that's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think go- sometimes in doing that though, like I found that like, oh, this this person's for real. Okay, they really want to, they really want a good buddy they can talk to. I'm like, yeah. Okay, I've been burned though. Oh, believe, believe me, I've I've been on both sides because uh, uh, that's something that I've had to work on in the past few years, even outside of faith. Is I used to be the guy that could go either way, like I'd either burn people or I'd get burned by people, and yeah. I'd just be like, eh, it's the name of the game, of life, yeah, just in general. Um, now, do I think to your second point in the question that some people aren't transparent enough? Absolutely, absolutely. I don't think <clears throat> just to, I, there's there's some people like high ups like high up pastors that aren't transparent enough. Yeah. Like maybe Joel Osteen, but screw that guy. I don't yeah, like Joel Osteen. Yeah, He's that, probably never going to listen to this podcast, so no. screw you, Joe Rogan. Yeah. But like Joe I know Rogan. like uh, who would I say? You said Joe Rogan. No, not Joe Rogan. Oh, I'm man, sorry, not Joe Rogan. Joel Osteen. I was about to say I was like Joel oh. Osteen. I'm sorry, not <laughs> Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's a badass. Okay. Ugh, but I know like life. we're called to be like held to a higher standard. Mm-hmm. And Jesus would call us to a higher standard, but at the same time, like who did Jesus hang out with? Oh, exactly. Who did who did Jesus talk to? Like for example, like the woman at the well. Mm-hmm. Like she wasn't even transparent, but then again, she was because you know Jesus knew exactly what she was doing. It's like, hey, aren't you married? Like you're not married, are you? No. Yeah. It's it, I've never. This is something I've never understood. I call it toxic Christianity honestly where if if you can't accept the fact that you need to throw yourself in the shit to some degree yeah because that's exactly, Jesus did that's exactly what Jesus did exactly you he Jesus wasn't probably hang- did yeah what we're doing right now exactly he wasn't hanging out with people that were already saved most of the time no he was hanging out with the people that needed to be saved exactly so the way that I always look at it is you know and this is something that in the worldly sense, because I can, I, I, I understand the faith side and I understand the worldly side. Okay. That, and I, when I mean worldly, I mean people that are either the teetoter, you know, on the fence, uh, with faith or they're just, they have no faith at all. Like, right. you know, agnostic, atheist, what be you? I hold no judgments against them because I see both sides. A lot of people would say like, oh, well, you're being a hypocritical Christian to those people. They're not wrong. I mean, they're not, but that doesn't mean that's Christianity as a whole. And I think that's something that people get really skewed um, quite often. Um, But if you as a Christian are not able to go hang out with people in bars or anywhere like that, you know, you might need to take a look inward. Yeah. Just my personal opinion. I know Christians that are like, oh, no, I won't even go to this place because they serve liquor. And I'm like, well... That's ninety percent of the places nowadays. So and, I definitely don't want to go to. And that. honestly, that's not That's all of the places that Christians need to be at. Exactly. Because exactly. because there's so many people 
in there that need that need Jesus, that need help, and the segue and the people needing help. Yeah. Like counseling. Oh yeah. So let's talk about that for let's talk about that for a little bit. Whew. Like tell me a little bit tell uh, tell me a little <laughs> bit about yourself. Like okay. why who who is Logan? Ooh. Who is Logan? We got about I'm gonna, I'm gonna try say this is episode yeah. one, so I'm gonna try and give about 15, 20 minutes we can okay. talk about this. Okay, cool. Well, I appreciate that because that's a deep well. Um, <laughs> pretty much, uh, Logan is a consistent dumbass because he's been addicted to chaos for a long time. Sure. Um, but Logan also, because he's an actor and a comedian, has to entertain consistently. Um, I guess I understand that. So that the two worlds of uh, entertainment industry and faith, some they can go together. They can. It's work, just like anything else. Um, but you've got to find that balance. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say like I'm some sort of like big time like i'm chris pratt level actor i'm not let's let's be very clear i've got a long way to go before. for all the listeners listening this guy's been in freaking this guy was in holes way back when <laughs> this guy was also in uh fight club he was out wondered in the back getting his ass kicked he was in guardians of the galaxy he's one of the guys that died and Gar- i'm just kidding <laughs> well if i had that resume i'd still be even okay with that um but no, and so it's a, it's a weird thing because as an, it's very cliche for an actor to be sitting here of like talking emotions and this is what I went through and oh, no, 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 no. I hate that shit more than anything else. I really do. Yeah. And that's what kept me from seeking counseling to fix some of my personal issues. So I started seeking counseling back, uh, I want to say it was, it was really about close to a year ago now. I started seeking counseling. But I didn't really take it serious. Yeah. Um, so I didn't either when I started. Man, like, it's... Did you have the thing, too, where you're like, I feel like such a bitch right now for, like, openly yep. talking about emotion? Like, yep. there, there's something... I don't know if it's just men or if there's... I think, personally, it is. it's... Do it's you a, think it's it is? a stigma of men because we're supposed to be manly and tough and not show our feelings. Yeah. And I think that's bullshit. Oh, I... I completely agree. I, I honestly completely agree. I never wanted to admit that I agree to that, but I completely agree. Um, because but I think that's because, <clears throat> as you know, as men, we are the protector. We're mm-hmm. not supposed to show fear or anything like that. And women are more nurturing, and we tend to gravitate toward what we're good at. Right. But, like, for example, in marriage, you need to gravitate to what you're not good at. Yeah. Like, men want respect, and women want love. Right. Men have to love in order to get the respect and women right. have to respect in order to get the see you have to do that so you yeah. have to gravitate to what you're bad at like if you could see counseling yeah. go sit in the room and talk to the dude or a woman about mm-hmm. your feelings so i'm sorry yeah. i cut you off no 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 you're good brother because that was actually perfect you said it very eloquently of compared to where i was going i for people listening they probably already know i have a very colorful vocabulary and i'm a bit of a blunt person so i, I just love, get to the meat and potatoes i, I like uh i like word enhancers <laughs> there you go so i I started seeking counseling because I had a falling out with very one of my very 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 close friends whom you know yep. as well. We won't uh, we won't name her name. Exactly. And um, anyway, it was like it was the fifth time that some some shit like this happened. Basically, it was Logan was addicted to chaos, and after seeking counseling, Logan enjoyed the feeling of being angry. 
Logan enjoyed the feeling because I got my therapist and I, we kind of had a breakthrough about a week ago now of um, basically it was, I can't remember the clinical way that she described it, but basically I, she never would see me as being physically violent, but she definitely saw the emotionally abusive and the manipulative side that I sure. was being. And I was addicted to it, man. I was addicted because it was like from the acting perspective is the best way I can describe it is when you're an actor, you're pretending to be someone else and you're supposed to be doing a good job. At right. It. You're not, you are lying to some extent. You're lying to people that you're someone else mm -hmm. for a moment. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, what I was finding myself doing is I'd be like, I'm going to push the limit. I'm going to push the limit of how far I can go with this person. And I'm going to see if I can reel them back in. And that was my game. Like for a long time was I did that with people just to see if I could reel them back in. And I was like, oh man, this is like an acting class. Cause then I can, I see how I can pull these strings, these webs that I'm doing. And I, I started hating myself on it, mm. but I kept doing it because I was addicted to it. And so I finally had a falling out, like a big, big falling out. And, uh, it all came because Logan's a hothead shit. And he was like, well, I'm going to go ahead and throw heat. Even though this means probably something else, I'm going to go ahead and throw heat and see what happens. Sure. And, you know, I don't know why I did it other than, I mean, I know now why I did it, but then I didn't know why I did it. Um, why I did it was because finding out I was addicted to seeing if I could reel back in, you know? So I was just going to ask you, did you figure yeah. it out? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I figured it out. It, it, it was that whole reel back in thing, man. It, it, it was like a game. And finding how unhealthy that is. Um, we, and, all, we all have a way to get high, don't we? Oh, man. Let me tell you. Everybody's got something. Shameless plug for Emery if they ever <laughs> listen to this podcast. There you go. So how, so how is it going? It's going well, a lot how, better. Let me, let me ask you this first. How long have you been in counseling? We'll say that. Uh, now, since I want to say... Because what the falling out happened, it was like right after the falling out happened, because I finally said, you know, I had a conversation with the individual, a very long phone conversation after the falling out, um, where basically we got to take some time apart away sure. um, and just see what happens from there. Uh, it would have been four or five weeks now, I want to say, if I'm not mistaken, because I've Dude, I've gone so much. One, just to be honest, so I can hit that deductible on insurance too. Sure. So that way I don't have to worry about it. So I just went ahead and I was doing like two, three times a week. And I hey, was like, hey, let's get this out of the way. If you need it, do it. Yeah. No, exactly. And that was the thing too. I said, no, I need to, I need to get some shit figured out quick. So it's been about four or five weeks now. And How, I, how's it going? How's it, how's it going for you? You know, the first two weeks were me feeling out my therapist because she's I always find that I like to get it um, really told bluntly to me from women because at the end of the day what am I looking for in a partner I'm looking for a woman so right. I would much rather have a strong woman who's not going to hold their punches and they're going to be like hey look here's your shit so I kind of saw one therapist for like a couple days it wasn't feeling it then I found this other therapist and she does a great job and she called me on my shit real quick she's like so you spent a week feeling me out and seeing if i would call you on stuff and you did now are you ready to quit playing games and actually you know help yourself and she said it just like that and i said yeah i am all right i respect that did, so let's go did, did you even know she was going to say that did she tell you that no 
So she she knew from the get go. She was she, like, "All right, you've been here, so yeah. uh, you time to get real. Or you just bullshitting." Exactly. She called me on my shit, and I said, "You know what? Fuck yes. I found someone that's just as blunt, and I like that. So Good. let's go." Good. And so it's been it's been helping. I'm not all the way there for sure. I've still got some work to go. Uh, some some work to go for sure. Um, and then we'll see where it goes, man. But I it is helping immensely, even in even in the acting world for like doing business things there's been so many ties that i've need to cut in the acting thing and lines in the sand i've needed to draw on sure. that i just hadn't before and so i'm finally you know it's very good for me that's excellent man so you've been you've been pretty transparent with me i'm gonna mm -hmm. be transparent because you know i'm transparent in my vlogs and mm -hmm. i'm transparent you know with everybody i'm actually in counseling myself okay i've been to counseling once before um same guy mm -hmm. and um it was it was uh for for like sexting and pornography okay so to put it to put a extremely long story very short um i was adopted fast forward 17 i'm kicked out fast forward to now i'm now realizing that i've been straight up abandoned by my entire family right. like so at age 13 my parents split mm -hmm. how am i supposed to talk to the opposite sex how am I supposed to even approach a girl if my mom if my mom is not even here you know mm -hmm. <clears throat> like mom where you at like from a very very early age my dad even said don't do this unless you intend on courting and marrying this woman so right. I went all through high school like not even not even, not even yeah. noticing girls not to say that I was gay because I wasn't right we'll talk about that oh yeah oh, um yeah. but I went all through high school and into my college years. Mm -hmm. I went to college for a semester. It was terrible. Right. Um, just not even hardly even noticing girls until yeah. I turned like 19 or 20. And so then I get married and I'm married to my beautiful wife and I have a beautiful daughter. <clears throat> and now I'm like, wait a minute. There's a whole other aspect of life that I never got to experience. Mm -hmm. And then couple that, getting my parents getting separated and divorced, I fall like head first in the pornography and all it's of that deep, stuff, and yeah. then you know, fast forward to the age of a damn smartphone, you can have it. You can you anywhere. got you got you can have porn in seconds. It's it's so ridiculous. You and I, I even outside of here, had a, a conversation once before, very briefly, because uh, we were at church and there was uh, that something else going on that uh, had to draw your attention away for a second. Sure. And yeah. um, it you and I talked about that. It's it one of the things is that they're finding is it's the instant dopamine fix that your brain releases. It's just like, hey, I've got instant, give me that fix right now. Instant access to pornography, women, whatever. Yeah. Bro, I've sexted pictures of my ding-dong to however many people posted them online. Dude, you and you and me both. I, Logan, I'm not gonna take away from your time. No. I will say, Logan uh, has plenty of stories because Logan used to be what is certifiably classifiable as a manho. Logan used to be a real piece of human garbage for like seven <laughs> years. Like Logan was garbage, garbage human being. But I understand completely what you're saying because I've I've been there in the sin and the stuff too, and it's just like, all right, I got my fix. But here's the, but here's the deal though. To, to that point, like <clears throat> I'm 29 years old. I just been 29. I should have this shit figured out. I don't. And so it's taken it's taken my wife, you know growing some balls and actually talking to me and, and saying, do you even actually want to be married? I'm like, oh, absolutely. It was like, yeah. well, then why are you doing this? I said, I don't know. I don't know. 
And now I know what the problem was. It was my dad. Really? From, okay. a, from a very early age, he said, don't do this yeah. unless this. Otherwise, stay away from it. Mm. Stay away from girls unless you want to marry them. Gotcha. How are you supposed to figure out... Uh, you're, you're, how are you supposed to figure out what you want in a mate unless you it, date around, yeah. I guess? Right. It doesn't happen. You, you no, can't, you really can't do that. And so, yesterday at my counseling appointment, yeah. um, it was, man, oh, I told, I told my counselor um, that he might need a new office after we're done with this one. And not to, not to say that he's not to say that he was stupid, and yeah. not to say that you know he's he's a bad catcher because he's phenomenal. Right. And he said, "Well, if you break it, you buy it." And I said, "Well, I might as well go to Home Depot, <laughs> and get you some new drywall and some new fixtures because talking about my dad right now mm-hmm. is is not it is it's it's going to be very hard, and it's, right. I'm I'm very 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 angry. Yeah. Very angry. Because then when he when we moved here. He got remarried and yep. adapted to her way of life. <laughs> Granted, I've made some mistakes, and like just to preface it, so I had I had some. Let's see how much time we got for for, for this one. Um, I had some serious, serious gender identity issues. Oh, for real? Okay. And we will get on that one on another episode. Okay. Because that's a whole loaded topic. Dude, that is that could be a whole thing in of itself. I mean, especially in faith-based yeah. with what's going on in the world. I had world. gender identity issues. I saw another therapist said I could be gay, but then he was not. But, yeah. but then I didn't see him again. But I was like, that motherfucker might have been on or something. Not. Right. Um, but then it's just like, this. that's basically why I'm in counseling now. Okay. Because I've got some shit that I need to take care of. We all, everybody's that got my something. dad, it's, it's mainly my dad. Yeah. Probably 90% of it was my dad. Mine was my mom. When in the, when the hell is this guy going to come see his granddaughter, you know? He hasn't seen... No. Oh, man, that's rough. So... That's, yeah. And I don't think... I don't think my counselor knew that I said cuss words. Mm-hmm. And I was swearing up a storm in his <laughs> office. And I don't think... He uh, knew that I did that, and I was like, I'm sorry for my language, yeah. but that brings me to my next topic about swearing. Hell, my favorite. Hey, hell yeah. Fuck yeah. So what is a cuss word? What is a swear word? Can we, def- can we define it? I'm pretty sure. I mean, we have the wonderful world of Google. That's true, which gets us all in trouble. Uh, 24-7. I don't use Google. Oh, okay, okay. I use DuckDuckGo. Oh, Because okay. they apparently don't sell your information, but, you oh, know. Oh, that's good. You know. Well, you know. What is a cuss word? Here's a list. Oh, good. Here we go. <laughs> My favorite. Let's list them all off for the listeners here. This, see, this doesn't do anything any good. Yeah. I, would, I, would, I would honestly define a cuss word as a word that, um, let's see, how, how can I put this delicately? Um, a word that just people aren't a fan of. Okay, that's a fair point. The way that I would, the way that I would classify a cuss word in the more societal standard sense, which I hate, you know, society standards. To be honest with you, but uh, in the society standard sense, um, I would just say it as anything that is deemed a no-no word from the beginning of like. Time. It's unsavory, yeah. It's unsavory, right. which 
honestly, I, I could give a shit less because yeah? here's the thing. What a cuss word is to me is one of my favorite ones, and for anybody that's going to be listening, I hope you're not offended, and if well, you are, I'm telling you Those people you who know about this podcast yeah. know that this, po- this podcast is going to have swearing. It's going to be vulgar. Okay. We're going to talk Perfect. about some funny shit. We're going to talk about some real deep shit. Good, good. So, God damn it is like the... Like, it just rolls off of your tongue. Yep. But that's what I consider a cuss word, at least in faith-based, because you are, you're, you're slandering. You're, tell, you're telling God to, yeah. to, to damn something. Exactly. Right. So, in that, it's a it's a form of slander. It's just the same as being like, ah, Jesus Christ. You know, yep. and people joke like, oh, but you're just saying his name. I'm like, yeah, but you're saying it yeah, in like the connotation of a bad ex- thing. Exactly. And when you say, when you say those words, when you say the name Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. you should be talking Exactly. To Jesus Christ. You say, yeah. So, or, or sing it, or, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying exactly. You know, the number one one that here in the States, and I, I was a big Game of Thrones fan and everything. I'm a big fan of most films and stuff like that because, I mean, that's that's what I'm see, doing as a career. So sure. I've got to, you know, embrace some different things. Not necessarily embrace, but i got to absorb different things into my viewing to, like, get an idea. Yeah. Um, in, in the U.K. and in other parts of the world – cunt is said more than anything it's like our shit or fuck or anything like that they say cunt so much and it's it's a fun word to say but the connotation and the meaning behind it i would say that's a cuss word too it's one of the yeah exactly it's one of those like i kind of feel gross even saying it. yeah i would probably would say that over the p word see i i even say the p word right yeah exactly i you know I have a hard time with pussy as a word because yeah. it's, you know, it, it was used as such a joke in, like, the, you remember the old, like, not cabaret shows, but, like, the, the oh, 50s, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. dancing, and they would be like, my pussy cat, and da-da-da. It was like, okay, yeah, you're talking about your cat, but you're not really talking about exactly. your cat. Uh-huh. And so I've got a weird one with that one, too, because. It just I doesn't mean, sound right coming out of my mouth. What, and it's, I mean, I, I know what the word too. means. Yeah, exactly. Everybody, everybody knows what the word means. I mean, everybody, everybody knows what the word means. I mean, so, my two-year-old doesn't know what that means, but. Well, you know what I Hope not. You know what I mean by yeah. you know what I mean. <laughs> so it's just, yeah, I, I cuss words, especially in the Christian faith. If you can't be your authentic self, so long as you're not like a serial killer or a rapist or anything like that, while you're a Christian, you know, fuck you. If you can't take me for saying curse words be, where I feel that they need to be put in, then get fucked. <laughs> we can, I mean, we can even, uh, we can even pull some Bible verses on, on what the Bible says do. about, about cussing. I mean, it says Matthew twelve thirty six. I tell you on the day of judgment, people will give an account for every careless word that they speak. Um, uh, Colossians 3, 8. But now you must put them, put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk from your mouth. Those are just a few examples. Right. So, you could go off and say, fuck is a swear word, mm-hmm. or shit, or damn it. You could also say that, gosh darn it, or crap, or shoot, or even butthole yeah. is a cuss word. You know why? Because there are certain people, and there's families that say, we don't say that word in our house yeah. because we think that's a bad word. So you so you trying to tell me that crap is a swear word? 
that it always. If I'm, in, if I'm in public and I say crap and you look at me weird in the in, in a store and say we don't say that in our family, you can't say that around these kids. So I said the word crap. Damn. <laughs> well, that's like I mean, it's different than all right. I I've been because of part of my manipulation game. I always like to push the limit. I did it with people I didn't even know too. Right. I had a shirt because you know me. I like some of those like the Sopranos and Goodfellas oh, yeah. because they're entertaining. I mean, they really are. Yeah. Um, but I had a shirt that says this fucking guy on it. This fucking guy. And I would wear it in public and, uh, people would be like, Oh, but that was why I was wearing it. Yeah. But that, again, that was my purpose for wearing it. If I was with friends or something like that, or if I was in like a bar or something, people would be like, Oh, this is hilarious. This is hilarious. You shouldn't be so offended by something though, that it makes you question someone's faith. And I think that's the problem with what we're going with the swearing is because you and I both know plenty of people within the faith that even if they're like, oh, dang it, they're like, hey, what's wrong? What's wrong? But I mean, nothing, dang I it. Yeah, dang nothing. It. This isn't, isn't Little House on the Prairie where doth mother come out and weareth all these drapes and she, right. all that bullshit, man. Just fuck off. You know, the, you know the big one that I, I say almost all the time, and it drives people insane? My white friends, mm. it's when I say nigga. <laughs> I'll tell you why. I'll tell you from the white perspective. Here's the thing. We want to say it so bad. Can't do it. And we can't do it. Can't we do can't it. do it. And if we do, it's like Chris Rock joked. <clears throat> it's where, like, in the club, and it's like, is it okay? Uh, I'll let you get a pass. Like, you can say it real quick. And when you're, when you're I'm just going to say it bluntly, when your black friend's like, all right, I give you a pass one time. It's a test at the same time. I've learned that from my black friends. They're like, we're waiting to see how you say it. Because if the connotation's like a, some like slave runner bullshit, we're never, nope. ever going to be around you again. Nope. And if we are, we're it's probably gonna, gonna, We're probably going to kill you. Exactly. We're going to find you and we will fuck you up. Yeah. So I find that it's better for me just to not say it. Because I don't really give a shit. Like, I don't care about a person's skin color or anything. And I don't want someone to look at me and be like, this fucking white boy over here dropping the N-word like nobody's business, thinking that he's cool and he's one of us. And I'm like, I've well. heard I've heard people say that. And then, you know, it's it's the typical wigger. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Yo, what's up, my nigga? Yeah. <laughs> Listen. Boy, it's 2019. We're more open, but not that open, man. Boy, I don't know you. You can't say that to me. <laughs> now, there is somebody who you know very well and uh-huh. I know very well. Um, we'll, what, we'll, we'll call him Jon Snow. Jon Snow. We'll call him Jon Snow Okay. because you know exactly who I'm talking about. I know exactly you know, who you're talking about. You know about. exactly who I'm talking about. We'll call him Jon Snow. And I told him, I told him every time I saw him, I was like, you can say that word around me. <laughs> Like we have, we have so much time invested. You can say that. It's all right, man. Knowing who this is too makes it even better. Yeah, it's like, bro, you can say this. He goes, I, you know, it's 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 tricky. I, I I don't know if I want to say that. I'm like, bro. And I think, I think I finally got. I, I can't remember if I got him to say it one time. Yeah. But he doesn't live here anymore. Yeah. He's my best friend. For those of you listening who know who I am and know who this guy is, it's choice. Dude, listen. But uh, yeah, it's it's great. But there's there's also people like in the church, like even I've I've said swear words in church, just nonchalantly. <clears throat> and there's been people in the church that say, "Hey, man, you need to not say that because there's kids in here that look up to you." And I'm like thinking to myself, 
Bitch, you don't think these guys are, are not saying this at school? Do, do they have video game system? They do. Do they have a headset? Do they play Fortnite? Do they play Grand Theft Auto? Do they get on Twitch and listen do, to people? Do they get on Twitch? Do they get on Instagram and see it? Because, I mean, coming from me, I mean, I'm almost 30 years old. Mm -hmm. I'm grown enough to make this kind of decision. It's, it's, it's almost like... But I also understand right. that I kids look up to me. That's fine. That's great and dandy or whatever. If I should not necessarily be a stumbling block, but at the same time, if I say the word shit and a youth kid hears me say the word shit, yeah. how is that going to cause them to want to go say the word shit? Exactly. It just doesn't make any sense to me. No, and you know, I mean, I get that. I get the difference of like a kid being like four or five years old and then they're running around shit, 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 because there's some sort of like decorum out in public and then you're worried of like the kids saying it and then it's like, oh, we look like bad parents because we must just cuss up a storm. That's the stigmata behind it that people don't want to admit. I mean, that's truthfully what it is. I mean, people, I said stigmata, the stigma behind it, what, I don't even know. But that is a bullshit excuse as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I mean, it really is. Because you know that those parents at some point in time, at some point in time around their kid had let one fly. And probably a pretty good one because I'm a person that what I've believed for a long time, but until I went into counseling, I wasn't comfortable with admitting to myself is I was always a person who I said, you do not need to hold shit in. You need to admit something and work on it and go and go and you need to, you know, embrace it. But I would never do that for myself because right. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm already, I've got my shit figured out. It's fine. I didn't, obviously. And so I think when you repress anything, anything at all that you're not openly having communication about and you're trying to just handle it on your own, not good. No. Not good. Never good. You need, here, here's, faith without works is nothing. Mm-hmm. If you think you got a handle on your shit by yourself, you're screwed. Oh, you're, not only that, we were designed to be around people. Why do you think people go batshit crazy and start dreaming up of, like, people that aren't even there to talk to when they're in isolation by themselves for yeah. so long? There, there is something innate what in is, our genetic code. designed to be with people. Exactly. If you're not, even, there will be people that will be in a shit situation around people they don't even like, but it's a, they feel it's the only people they can be around, so they're being around people. At sure. least they're not by themselves. Right. I did that for a long time. Mm -hmm. I did low. Oh man, man, Logan, I, bad day. I was a loner for a while. What what um, did what language was uh, spoken by Jesus? Was it Arabic? He spoke Arabic. You know, this or was is it Hebrew. My, I want to say it was Hebrew. I but here here's the thing. You have a lot more faith knowledge than I do, because like I said, I just in the past two years. Well, two and a half years, actually, if I'm correcting myself on it, thinking on it now. Um, I've started getting back into the faith walk. I want to say it was Hebrew. I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong, actually. You think, you think Jesus encountered those words? Oh, for sure. Like, just because it wasn't written in the Bible, did it, did it not happen? Oh, that you can't tell me that people were... The, look, this is a decent... Inter, not an intermission... A little plug on the acting side of things, to be honest. Do you think that 
people back then talked like they do in Christian films. I hate Christian films. No. As an actor, most Christian did. films I can't stand because they're all just like way too lovey-dovey. And when families have fights and stuff like that, it's just like, oh, you know, it'll be okay. No, people go at each other's throats. That's what happens. Do Jesus you think, definitely encountered Do you that. think do you, if, if, it, if they spoke Hebrew in Bible times, do you think uh, – do you think Jesus and the disciples ever encountered the word Zuby? Zuby? I don't even know what that word is, but I want to know. Fuck it. Really? Zuby is fuck yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure they can encounter Or Maniac? That. What's Maniac? Bastard. Oh, easy. Easy. They'd be, they would be like, yeah, that Maniac kid over there, yeah, he's one of them. Or or Ms. Dayan? Well, oh, what's Ms. Dayan? Ms. Dayan is fucker. Fuck. Oh, Easy, easy. There were as many as prostitution being so prevalent in the Bible, too, like in its references to different, like. Zona, or. Oh, perfect. Yeah, exactly. You can't tell me that they were like, what was it, Dazen? Or Dazer? Miss Dayan. Miss Dayan? Oh, yeah, they were just like, oh, Miss Dayan. Miss (laughs) Dayan. Woo! But, like, I know, like, our pastor's probably going to stumble upon this at some right. point in his life. Uh, like, He's probably sure. going to say, well, you are, uh, 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 But at the same time, just because they didn't find it in Scripture that Jesus was around people, right. at, this, at, at least, right. around people that said that, did, did it not happen? Yeah, it definitely happened. It didn't not happen. Do you think his, do you think his disciples didn't, didn't have their own set of slang or do you think his disciples didn't swear at all dude they they had i want to go i wish i i wish i the only reason i think we don't have time travel is because god doesn't want us to honestly but if we did i think we're i think we're kind of getting there i hope technology i mean we've been we've been cloning bastards for however many years yeah, but I hope not. And I'll tell you why. Because oh, it's yeah, that butterfly do. effect. We go back, we do one oh, little yeah. thing, and everything's fucked. Well, you've been watching Flash, too? Oh, man, listen. That or, you know the one that scares me? So you know my family history. I've told you. Great-granddad was Nazi piece of human garbage. But the man in the high castle is the one that scares me. Because we almost came that close. Haven't ger- watched it yet. Dude, the Germans took over the world. They won the war, and then they're ruling the world. World War Two, right? World War Two, And... Could you imagine? First of all, the Nazis that, were. Does that have pagans. to do with conspiracies? Kind of, kind of, a little bit. So we'll, I think we'll get on. Like we'll get yes, onto that topic yes. in another episode. But where I was going with it, long to wrap that part of it up, is I I truthfully think if you went back in time, if God gave us like, all right, I'm going to give you like four hours, four full hours, you can go back, hang out, just you know, I'm going to give you these set of rules. Which, of course, we'd probably want to try and break. because We, probably, that's, we, would, we yeah. would break them. And here's the thing. Just observe, you know, that kind of thing. They probably had some sort of crazy cool language that we would come back to, and then all the hipsters would want to be on it. Oh, my Lord. You're probably right. Everybody would be down at Reverie slinging up some coffee. Just <laughs> yeah, telling, some Miss Dayan. Ah, Miss Dayan! Miss Dayan, Miss Dayan! <laughs> so tell me, so tell me uh, something fun from your past to wrap, to wrap things up. Something fun, yeah. uh, a good fun, or was it fun? And I realize now that it shouldn't. No, have been like something like like something like was the best time of your life, dude. I I got I got a bunch of them. That I, I do too I'll because one. okay, cause Logan used to be such a fucking monster. I uh, the the one that is a pure joy, and it wasn't anything that was too obscene. But it made me realize I need to start working on myself. Was 
we took a buddy of mine up to Manhattan, Kansas. Uh, oh, yeah. Because my brother Cody was going to school. The Little there. Apple. The Little Apple. Yeah. <sighs> okay, it wasn't fake Patty's Day, and I'm glad it wasn't fake Patty's Day. But we went up there, and we went with the sole intention of, hey, we're just going to drink and have a good time. And that's exactly what we did. I mean, we were, we were fucking 18, 19. Sure. And so we're up there chilling. Shouldn't be drinking then, but go ahead. Well, go of on. course not. You shouldn't be, but it happens. It's yeah. it's Kansas, you know. Things happen. Yep. So we're up there, and we take my brother Xavier with me. And we've never really gotten Xavier drunk when we're hanging out. Right. So it was like a mission. We wanted, It was more of like one of those, you we know. Get him hammered. Get him hammered and see how he handles himself. It was an initiation is what it was. Okay. So we go up there, but all we had to drink was like some hams, which is amazing. I love that beer. I don't care what anybody says. And then McGillagutty's Peppermint Schnapps. We had like four bottles of McGillagutty's Peppermint Schnapps. So we start playing this drinking game, and we intentionally fucked over Xavier so he had to drink the most. Oh, my We were gosh. terrible human beings. But it was hilarious. You are pretty terrible. Well, yeah, a little bit. And it, why it was a fun thing was because we finally all had like this we had always had the unspoken thing that hey you're my brother you're my brother kind of thing between cody xavier and i um and it was finally there it, it was like it all came to that night and then we just went out on the town already sloshed this was before uber by the way so we had to call one of cody's oh, yeah. buddies and then he was seeing this girl at this time too and if i remember correctly xavier finally just said i'm done with this and just laid out in the driveway looking at the stars like head spinning with mcgillagutty's peppermint shops i would say that was one of my fun times because we Lord. all embraced the brotherhood sure. yeah absolutely i've been uh so do you happen to know who the band dear augustine was way back when how long have you been in wichita well, okay, so I've dipped my toes in Wichita for a long time because okay. I did o open mic stand-up out here as soon as I turned 18 kind of thing. How long ago was that? How old are you now? Well, I'm 26 now, so it's oh, been... Oh, you're younger than me? Yes, sir. I didn't know that. All yes, right. sir. I know. I'm uh, I'm very good at faking how wise I am. So you so. may not even, you may not know who Dear Augustine was. N I mean, here's the thing. I knew we had a very short-lived band. And I know some of the people around here, but Dear Augustine, I'm trying to go back in my brain, and I've fried a lot of cells over the years. What about, I, what about the band Whitley? No. How about just Clarenceau in general? Mm-mm. Well, I used to play in a band called Clarenceau. Okay. So um, his dad actually used to be our pastor 10 years ago. Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah, he was awesome. <clears throat> so just a long story short, I used to tour around and play with with uh, Clarenceau back mm -hmm. when we were a five-piece band and then three-piece band. Ooh. It was some of the best times of my life. But one one really great time in particular is when I toured with a guy named Matt Brower. You okay. know who Matt Brower is? That name sounds so familiar because I still go to a lot of the shows around here and I hear names. He's a, he, well, he's, he's a, um, a, I would say he's a Christian alternative. Okay. Alternative pop artist. And uh, he's from Canada, actually. Um, I think he's got okay. dual citizenship now. But uh, my buddy, um, well, well, I'll call him Les Paul. Okay. Um, he, uh, he, he got in contact with me saying, hey, I'm, I'm bringing a buddy down to, to see you play. He just wants to check you out. I'm yeah. like, all right, bet. So he comes down with his buddy, and he was like, hey, this is, this is my buddy so-and-so. And, -so. and he, he brings me out to the side, and he goes, so you're like a really good drummer. I'm like, thanks, man. He goes, would you be interested in going on tour with me and this guy named Matt Brower for 
four days. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not really sure how can can I can can I think about it. He goes absolutely. Well, we we'll probably need to know in, in the next week or two. Yeah. Um, because we're getting some shows lined up. Um, but your food's paid for, your lodging's paid for, everything. Oh, so perfect. at the time I was like. I'm gonna get to go play drums around mm-hmm. somewhere and have all my stuff paid for. Oh shit! And so it took me a couple of days, and I asked my dad about at the time. And I was like, "Should I do this?" And he's like, "Yeah, I think I think it'd be great." And so I asked my buddy Tyler, and I was like, "Hey, do you think I should do this?" He's like, "Yeah, I think it'd be great." And so I called him, and I was like, "Yeah, I think you should do it." And I was like, "All right, I think I'm in." He goes, "All right, cool, man. Well, just uh, meet meet me in Manhattan at this time with with your bag and uh, and and uh, some sticks if you have them, yeah. and uh, we'll go from there." And so I met this guy. Didn't know what in the heck I was doing. <laughs> My buddy Aaron, I figured out, wasn't going with me. Well, like, well, his name is was Les Paul, but his name's Aaron now. Okay. Um, he wasn't going with me, so it was just me and three dudes I'd never met. We drove to, I think our first show was in North Dakota. Oh, We drove man. from here to North Dakota, and we played a show in Wichita, and we played a show in Manhattan. And I'll tell you what, that was one of the most incredible experiences of my entire life i got to do what i love doing yeah and at the end i even got paid that's what's up i got i I got paid almost 500 bucks for three shows doesn't it feel good when you get paid from the artistic standpoint alone doesn't it feel good when you get paid for doing something that you truly love that's artistic in that sense i've always been envious of musicians well take take a lesson from the joker if you're good at something never do it for free exactly exactly that's what i try to tell people all the time i'm like yeah Go do a couple free gigs to get your acting name out there. Do community theater. I did it. And then start building on that shit and get paid. If that's what you want as a career, start early. Start putting down like, hey, I've got to have this monetized. i got to have this much monetization. Yeah. See, I've been playing me. drums for since I was 12 years old. Oh, shit. So I'm, I'm jealous. I really am. Musicians in general... You and I are big metal fans for the most part. Oh, yeah. And something I, the only thing I Side ever Side note, I'm going to go see Periphery in October, but go on. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Dude, that Blood Eagle song, oh, I love that song. But, well, even Reptile is amazing, to be honest. But what I was, oh, God, I just can't stop thinking about their music now because it's like in the brain playing. Um, that being said, I've always been envious because the only thing that I could ever do was vocals, metal vocals. You could train yourself. I bought that Zen of Screaming when it first came out, like, and it was the best thing ever um, because I could actually, I was like, oh, dude, this is awesome. I can be in a metal band now. My buddy Mako Lincoln played guitars, right? And he had several metal bands. And this is where I say we had a short-lived metal band. He right. and I recorded, like, three songs and maybe played them once. And then I was just like, all right, I'm in this. And I started, like, looking at it from the perspective of, like, dude, let's just go. Let's just da-da-da. And Mako was always so relaxed. He's just like, nah. And then it just fell off the wagon. So I've gotta have people that you got to have people that are invested. Dude, well, it's not even just that, too. But at the end of the day, my screams were all right, but I would have never. I, it's very good that God gifted me the talents of acting, and he didn't sure. let me pursue the music thing because it would have gone bad. And see, <laughs> and see, if he gave you the talent of acting, you can use that as a. So, so everyone is like, you, should, are you, you feel called in the ministry? No. Well, we're all called into the ministry. Right. Whether that's on, on, a, on a stage at a church mm-hmm. preaching or a Christian guy who loves playing drums at church yeah. in a non-Christian band, mm-hmm. like, like like the guys at Emory, or like the guys in Emory or something like that, yeah. or an actor, 
And they, they're, people are going to see something different in somebody who is Christ-centered. Sure, maybe they drink beer, maybe they smoke cigarettes too, but if they're fully immersed in where they stand with Jesus, like, you're, you're, still, you're still in the ministry. You're still, you are still a tool and a vessel used for the kingdom of God. Why do you think people like Chris Pratt so much? It's exactly what you said, because he has always stood by his faith. He's never been shying away from posting things about his faith. He's a genuinely good person, as far as you can tell. You know, I've never had interactions with him, so I can't say for sure that he's a good person. He could be putting on a facade. I kind of doubt it, though. He doesn't seem like that. You know, you know, genuine people. And then, you know, people that could kind of go either way. And then there's also the people that are just in genuine. You can tell right off the bat. But I completely agree. At the end of the day. Somebody like him who's got that big a status, how many people, unbeknownst to him, maybe went back to faith because they saw he was right. and he's an icon. You know, anybody that goes into the arts to some degree that says they don't want to be famous, especially acting, I think is a liar. I've said it for a long time. I think you're a liar if you say you, to people you don't want to be famous and you're an actor. I want to be famous, but is that the end all be all goal? No, the end all be all goal is that all I've got to do is go pretend on camera for a bit and I get money and I don't have to do anything else for my life. But there comes a power with that. With great power comes great responsibility. You got to make sure that you're not being a piece of shit if you are a piece of shit. And I think that's the only time that it's okay to put on a facade. The end all all be all to wrap up is with that in mind, with great power comes great responsibility. Yes, it's it's not for us to be famous is to make God famous, right? Preach. Amen to that. I completely agree on that one because at the end of the day, you and I wouldn't be sitting here unless there was something for God or even for the people. I I always like to leave an open book for people. If, If you're on the fence, because I used to be too, if you're on the fence where you kind of feel close to Christianity or not, and you don't want to necessarily say Jesus, I get it right now because I was in that worldly perspective. But you got to admit that there is something out there that has pulled you to specific things. And at the end of the day, it's got to be, because you and I are Christians, it's got to be for the glory of God. Right. Obviously, he wouldn't have us right here right now unless there was something that he wanted from that. And it's the same thing as you with drumming. He, he wouldn't have given you gifts of that talent unless there was something for his glory that he right. wanted. Same thing with acting. I wouldn't have my talents in pretending to be a dumbass and making people laugh and then making people scared while I'm on film. Yeah. Unless he had some purpose for that. And again, it's for his glory. That's right. Well, right on, man. Dude, we covered, even though we could go on for hours, I think we covered quite a bit on this first episode. I think we did too. And uh, for those of you guys listening, if anyone ever listens to this ever, Thanks for listening, and uh, maybe for the next episode, I've got a, I've got a couple of guests lined up. But hopefully, I'll have three mics so that way we can get three people mm-hmm. on here. Um, but is this whole God thing bullshit? No, there's no way. Is the whole God thing bullshit? We'll talk about that on the next episode. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>